This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by our 2020 longevity experiences to the Greek island of Ikaria and the Italian island of Sardinia. Come to one or both blue zones with us for an unforgettable bucket list trip of a lifetime. Live with the locals, make the food, eat the food, drink the wine and discover the longevity lifestyle with a select group of like-minded people just like you who will become friends for life. Activities include stunning hikes, cooking classes, essential oil workshops, festivals and dancing, grape stomping and wine, foraging with the locals and so much more. For dates, highlights, videos and all the details and to apply, go to 100notout.com. Group size is limited to 16 and applications processed on a first-in, first-serve basis. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging. Well, Marcus Pierce here with you and I am, I am up and about this week because I get to introduce the co-host of 100 Not Out, the founder of The Wellness Couch. He is the headline star of the longevity film. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Hello, Marcus. Don't play funny games. Your is microphone's that, that- been <laughs> mucking around and now you're trying to freak oh, me out. Is that... Is that really deep? Oh, mate, how stressful was that? I reckon you were losing your hair. I was, I was you know, you were about to look like me. I was going to send it down to my barber. How are you, Piercy? I'm well. For those of uh, our listeners that can't read our minds, we've had a bit of a technical malfunction uh, as we prepare for this uh, podcast, and we're beginning to call Damien, um, Damien, I have all the gear, no idea, Christoph. Uh, because he's got every device under the sun, and for some reason, they just weren't talking to each other. I know. I have the tech issues. I don't know why I have the tech issues. Marcus Pierce, last night I uh, went to the Longevity film and saw you in a white jacket, and I'll tell you what, you were smashing. (laughs) You nailed it. Not only did you look the goods, you sounded the goods, you had content. Like it was Seriously, if you haven't seen the Longevity film... (laughs) It's just it's worth just getting along to see Marcus in his white jacket oh. and just sharing so much great content. You were fantastic. Like I that, think I think be- my my complete contribution is about fourteen seconds, and um, I thank you that you felt my contribution was so great. Now, Damo, the youngest member. I'm going to get serious for a moment because the youngest member of our 2019 longevity experience to Ikaria, who was at the premiere, the Melbourne premiere of the Longevity film with you last night. She's 23 years of age. Her name is Annie Council. She came along with her mum. She became an integral part of the Aphrodites, the goddesses of love and beauty on that wonderful island where people forget to die. And recently, on her Instagram profile, on Insta, she declared the trip to Ikaria the greatest experience of her life, which I think, Damo, is very humbling for you and I, but I also think very Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. So to find out why a 23-year-old Melbourneian found a 10-day longevity experience the best thing she's ever done, it is a very warm welcome to Annie Council. Annie, welcome to 100 Not Out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Annie, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. I saw you last night and uh, it was great to see you. It was great to meet Ben, the elusive Ben. Hey, Pearson, <laughs> I in last night. He, he doesn't exist. Nah, you didn't. Know I know. He he's the ghost boyfriend. He does exist. I promise. <laughs> now I know he does. 
It was nice. <laughs> and Annie was there. Despina was there. It was great to see Despina. She had a tear in her eye, didn't she, Annie? She cried again. We both and... did. We both. I, <laughs> I cried when your career came on. I was such oh, a sook. Oh, my gosh. Well, tell you... me a bit about that, Annie, because it does strike up emotion. Every time I see Ikaria and I see uh, Ilya walking around and Thea there and, and everybody else, you know, there that's familiar, I get a little bit emotional too. Why did you get emotional? That's what got me. And I, I, I'm not really sure. Once the footage came on of um, Ilya walking around through the garden, I just got I got very emotional. And um, Ben was there. My best friend Sarah was there. And they're both looking at me and like, are you okay? I'm like, I have no idea why I'm crying. I was just so um, overwhelmed. And I just looked at mum and I was like, I miss this place so much. I'll tell you what. It reminds me, and I think Thea says it in the movie, that Ikaria either sucks you in or it spits you out. And uh, you're speaking yeah. like someone that has been sucked in by it, as Damo and I have as well, and it's very difficult to put it into words, and you do um, start tearing up at moments that you can't really describe. Um, if I did ask you to explain, why does a 23-year-old think that this type of experience is the best thing you've ever done? Can you attempt to explain to the listeners what type of impact it has had on you? Yep. Um, I would say for me personally, it was just a really grounding experience. Um, being like I am only, I'm 24 now and like it's still such a young age, but in today's society, it kind of feels like 24 is what 29 or 30 used to be. Like 24 year olds are buying houses and they're working full time and it's like people are getting engaged and having kids and it's almost like everyone's so caught up in the rat race here um, that I found myself being caught up in that. This year, the first half of the year, um, I was really just burnt out and spent and um, pretty drained, to be honest. So the trip came at such a perfect time for me and being there just helped me kind of realise what is important. Like I got so sucked into the materialism and um, following what the society's norm was back here. And like, as you guys know, I'm very much into my health and fitness and even that, it made me re-look at that and how I approach that Um and it just, yeah, really made me kind of go back to what's important, like family, relationships, connections, slowing down, all that is what really, really stuck with me. Well, Annie, it's interesting that you say that um, and that you, I mean, it's, I, I find it interesting on so many, you know, levels because, you know, you say 23 is like the 29 used to be, but I've only just recently bought my first house and I'm 46. So I don't know if I'm <laughs> yeah. into the boat, but, you know, maybe I stuck that <laughs> But I, um, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I want to be 29. But I, uh, I'm, here I'm, I'm thinking Annie's always stood out in our practice as someone unique, someone different. You're not like the standard 23, 24-year-old. There's a few people of your age uh, in my practice who Trudy and I would talk about and go, they're just – they're different. They're cut from a different cloth. You kind of understand health. You take – um, great pride in yourself, you work hard, you exercise, you're mindful of your food, you're mindful of the things you say, how you present yourself, you're never late. You know, it's the, all the things that, you know, are said about millennials, you kind of disregard, you throw it out, you know, you, you throw it out. You just kind of go, no, nah, that's not how I'm going to aspire. I'm going to take all the best from the previous generations and I'm going to bring it. So when you say... Uh, that you were burned out and that you, you know, you were kind of, you know, you needed the break. It really surprises me that you say that because I know you were tired, but I thought you were, you had all of your ducks in a row. I thought everything was crazy. 
Do you reckon a lot of people just kind of appear like everything's good, but on the inside, kids at your age are kind of feeling a bit overwhelmed? Oh, definitely. And I think, I know me personally, I'm such an internal stressor, like even through BCE and all through my uni degree, my parents have always said, like, we can't tell when you're stressed. Like I, I stress a lot inside and I don't show it a lot. Um, so I know that when I can sit there and notice that I'm stressed, that it actually means I'm very stressed. I kind of, um, like I'm, I'm good at ignoring it, if that makes sense. Um, so if I have to sit down and go, wow, I have to slow down, then I know that I've probably hit a point that's a bit far. Um, and I think, yeah, especially in today's day and age, everyone just expects um, smiles and everyone's good. Like you say, like you always say, Damo, you say to someone, how you been? And they go, good. But like, are they actually good or is that just their response? And I think when a lot they of go, stuff, not like, bad. Yeah, not bad. Fine. But, um, oh, I'm busy. And you're like, that's not even a response. (laughs) 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 I'm busy is not a response to how are you. (laughs) Uh, It's not. Like yesterday when, I think you got checked yesterday. Yeah, I did. got checked yesterday. Yeah, Yeah, fine. All the days are running together. (laughs) Someone in the room said, uh, I said, how are you? And uh, this lady said, "Uh, not bad. I said, oh, is that good? Oh, yeah, no, I'm okay. I said, oh, just okay. And she said, oh, no, things are good. Things are great. Thanks. You know, so it just felt like I needed I did to notice that when I was face down on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's interesting. You need to keep on probing because one of the things that um, I mentioned last night that I've been doing, and I think you also agree with this, is that when uh, we went to Ikaria, this time around, I felt like I needed to become more present and more engaged. And the way in which I do that is to really find out if people are okay. You know, like there's, there's been this thing saying, you know, are you okay? But I don't know if that really does much, particularly if you don't drill down. So that's what I've been doing. That's why I did that and do that continuously. I think particularly if you don't listen to the answer, but you are someone that is great at listening to the answers, Damo, and this is something, and I don't want to, well, kind of I do and I don't. Annie, this might seem like we're gushing all over you because we were so <laughs> impressed with just what you brought to Ikaria. But one thing that Damo and I both said uh, at the end of the trip was you really gave us a, a reason to believe in in the youth of today, like I don't, put, I don't spend much time around 23, 24-year-olds. And apologies, I forgot to acknowledge that you that you have turned 24 recently. But we uh, don't spend much time um, around teenagers, uh, people in their 20s. I spend a lot of time with zero to nine-year-olds and um, and 35 to 45-year-olds. Um, but what struck me in Ikaria was you really are a, an, an incredible socialiser. You're very present. The phone's down. You're not stuck on your phone all day long. What I would love to know is, has this been something that you've had to work on because in today's world, it's almost the norm to be antisocial um, and what impact has your family upbringing had on that value around socialising if they have been a, a key part of, of that value? Yeah, it's definitely been something that I have been um, actively working on. I It was one of my New Year's resolutions this year to spend less time on my phone and be more present Um like in the moment, and it actually came about from a conversation with my family. Um, so as you guys know, I have three older brothers and then mum and dad. So when everyone's partners are there, it's quite a big clan. Um, and we went away on a family holiday and one of my brothers made a comment about the fact that him and his girlfriend were talking and they said they're trying to be more in the moment and not look at their phone because they realised they had all these photos and all these memories from holidays. But like when they actually had to sit down and think about that memory, they couldn't really remember it because they were so engrossed in their phone. Um, So after we had a big conversation about like not putting phones on the dinner table and 
like just trying to be a little bit more present and seeing like what everyone's actually up to in life instead of kind of sitting on the couch and head in the phone or head in the iPad. Um, so yeah, we all kind of made a bit of a pact to make a difference with that. And I have this year and I think it's actually impacted me more than I ever thought it would. I thought it would just be, oh yeah, like spend less time on your phone. Um, but it's yeah, really impacted like my whole lifestyle in like being present and like I go to the gym now and I go to yoga and things like that and I don't even, I'll leave my phone in my car because I don't need it. Like I don't feel as attached to it as I was. Like last year I feel like I would be sweating if I didn't have my phone for like an hour. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, as I said, it's refreshing to, to see that behavior because it's not something, it's not even age dependent. There's people doing it in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s that are either distracted by technology or attached to it. I'd love to just follow up with, uh, that. There was a lot of socializing. There is a lot of socializing on these trips. We had ages 23 to 73, um, uh, uh, represented in Ikaria. We had Shelby, Cynthia, Roz, Tracy, Despina, yourself, Natice, Judy, and Kerry. They were the Aphrodites. I'd love to know, putting you on the spot here, but there was so much socializing. What do you feel like you learnt um, either about life or about longevity from the older members of the group? Uh, I think I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that in that group, it was almost like age didn't really matter. Mm. Like I could sit down and I could have a chat with Cynthia and any and any of the women. We sat down and we had conversations all the time and then they'd say to me, like, I just forget that you're so young. But then I also forget that they're a lot older than me yeah, because wow. it's the fact that everyone treats each other equally. Um, and it was so interesting to hear all their stories about, like, they'd talk to me about what they were doing when they were my age and it kind of did bring me back a little bit and made me kind of look at it and say, wow, I don't, I don't need to go back home and try to like be the super lean like super fit like health foodie that has their life together completely and is finishing uni and working full-time and looking at properties and looking to settle down I kind of looked at it and went I can still like have fun and just cruise through life like I'm 20 like I'm 24 like it just yeah it kind of reminded me that like you don't I feel like at the moment everyone is trying to grow up too fast wow that's my opinion <laughs> wow and and that's a great point isn't yeah. it yeah yeah, sorry, Damo, go on. No, that's okay. I, I think you're right. A lot of people are trying to grow up uh, really fast and just trying to get things done. And it's almost a, a, a sign of the times, I reckon. You know, people wanting to get a, an unbelievable car straight off the bat. They want to live in the suburb that they grew up in. You know, it, it used to be that you grew up in a beautiful suburb, but you couldn't afford that suburb. So you go and buy a, a house out somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, you'd yeah. slum it, you go somewhere else, um, and you'd buy a Gemini that was orange because no one else wanted it, <laughs> and, uh, and it would cost you 1300 bucks. And so you do those sorts of things, and you, and that was cool. Like That was a cool thing. But these days, it, it's like you've got to go get the brand-new Nissan Murano or the Qashqai. Uh, Mate, are you sponsored? You know, Why are you dropping these names? Get, <laughs> just get, get yourself a little house somewhere in you know, influence or somewhere <laughs> like that. You know? <laughs> That's right, I'm nano. But, you know, uh, everyone wants the best of the best these days. You know what I mean? They don't really yeah. – and when something breaks, they don't, they don't repair it, they replace it. Or if something's not working well, they move on from it. Um, there's, this, there's this real urgency to upgrade really quickly. Do you feel that sense of – yeah, I don't know, urgency or pressure? Do you feel that sort of pressure? Definitely. And I like I'm my first, I'm the first person to put my hand up and say that I'm actually really bad at that. And my boyfriend always says, he goes, You always need like I'm like you, Damo, like I love my gadgets. Always need the newest of the new. Um, 
like the new Apple products, all that kind of stuff. And then when I was in Korea, that was one thing that really stood out to me. I looked at it and I went, why do I have all this? Like, I don't really need the newest iPhone. I don't need the, like, you still come home and you still fall into that trap. Like now, like the other day I was looking at the new Air, like AirPod things that you have. And then I was like, why do I even need these? But yeah, the urgent need to upgrade. And it's just kind of like you have the mentality that everything is disposable. This is the brain fry that racks our heart and souls every time we come back. It's the bind of we've just lived on an island that seems like it's in the 1940s and we come back to this world which is like we've been transported into the year 2019 and it's like, oh, what parts of 2019 am I okay with and what parts of 1940 do I want to bring into my life and, you know, how do I work and navigate through that it's a pretty um i don't want to often scratch our head that for an event an event which let's call it an event but an experience that is so organic it's no there's no daily itinerary we don't plan everything it's all very present it is such a confronting um almost hangover isn't it when you come home and go holy moly there's certain things that oh, definitely. I, I don't know where to go with yeah, I def and me and Mum both said the same thing. We came home, and for, to be honest, for the first maybe month, I I actually felt like terrible, flat. Like I like Let's call I it physi- flat. Yeah, physi- yeah. yeah, I physically felt like, and you just had this longing, and I, I was I almost said to Mum, I'm like, I would, if someone offered me the flight right now, I would get on that plane. <laughs> like it was just you came home, and you were almost like. Not it, not embarrassed, but like I looked at it and I was like disappointed at like what I come home to <laughs> in regards to people's like, but in regards to people's like um, mentality about things, like yep. you come home and it's you sit in front of the TV and like you're, you're messaging your mates in a group chat instead of like walking down the street for a coffee. Like yep. it was just such a extreme contrast that it, it threw me for a loop when I came home. I was like, wow, I was walking down the street where I knew like every third Greek person's name. <laughs> You know what I mean? This sounds like Damo back in 2016. He came home borderline depressed. I know. Yeah, I was. I was. I was flat as a tack. I was. Um, And I still, yeah, it's the post I carry in blues. There's a song in it. I'm sure of it. Um, (laughs) Don't sing it. Don't sing it. Please don't sing it. I won't. I won't sing it. I definitely won't sing it. Um, No karaoke for me. But um, I'm interested that you felt this way um, because – the longevity for most people is something that they look at later in life. You know, people generally, in my, you know, my jaded blue eyes, I would, I would see um, a younger person not considering longevity as seriously as what I do. Twenty years their senior, and then somebody who's twenty years my senior might look at longevity differently, and then twenty years their senior will be almost a hundred. So I kind of think, you know. I see longevity differently than what you might, but what do you think of longevity? How are you, um, you know, setting yourself up now at 24, 20, 24? How are, you, how are you setting yourself up now for longevity and how do you see yourself aging at this point in time? Um, I guess I'd say the biggest thing for me is I'm trying to set myself up with the mentality of like family and relationships is like the most important thing. Um and it's funny, actually, before I left, I had a conversation with my dad and I was really quite unhappy in my workplace. And he asked me what my core values were and like what my mo- the most important things in life were to me. And like my 
like family was in there, but like I, I straight away jumped to like health. Um, and then I was like being successful, like those kind of answers. And I look at it now and I'm like family and relationships should be number one all the time. And I think if you focus on that and like little things, like instead of focus less on what you're eating and more on like who you're eating it with and how you're eating it, those little things, if I start to do that kind of thing now, it's only going to get more ingrained into my life as I get older. And then eventually like with, when I start my own family, I want to make sure that like family time is really, really important. Oh, this is special. I think Damo, as uh, you and Annie were both talking, I wrote down that um, many people, you were asking Annie about how she views longevity and how she's applying it. I wrote down that I think Mm. many people see longevity as an end point. It's something that we're working towards as an end where people like Annie are teaching us that, there are people that are working on longevity in the now uh, to make the quality of their life so great now that that is a an investment in their future so that they are almost guaranteeing, for want of a better term, a greater quality of life as their years develop. And I think that's what people like yes. Annie and, and Kale Brock um, with the longevity film are teaching us, that there are, there are a, um, a percentage of that generation that are determined to redefine um, – the rules on how to live. They are having those awakenings at a younger age. They're not having, obviously, they're too young to have a midlife crisis, but they are having those big thoughts around the value of relationships in their 20s um, and not in their midlife. Well, yeah, sorry, I thought I was wondering if you were going to keep going. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I was thinking that exactly the same thing about because when I was on stage last night, I was looking out at the audience, and there's a real blend of different ages. You know, ages from you know seventy um, all the way down to you know you know young twenties. You know, like any, and 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 people there applauded the presentation or applauded the movie, and really seemed to get a lot from it. Most people stuck around for the question time, and for me, that indicates that people are. Uh, you know, really interested in, you know, learning more about longevity, not just, you know, getting to the end of days and going, oh, geez, I wish I had have done this. You know, it's it's kind of like even, even though, Annie, you, you reckon that, you know, you you, you want all the, the these new gadgets and you want it all straight away, I think it's almost like you go, you know what, I, I want to have an exceptional life. I'm not prepared to dick around um, trying to achieve that exceptional life. So I'm just going to make it all happen now. And I think that's part of what you guys are doing. Would I be correct in saying that? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think, yeah, like I, I think personally for me, like maybe 12 months ago, it was more, I want this now. Um, and I didn't really think of the consequences where now it kind of is like, okay, like how do I want to make, like live like the best life that I can? Like, and sometimes it sounds stupid, but sometimes those materialistic things do help you live the best life you want to live. Like I sometimes I'll say, I don't need that, but I want it because it does bring me a bit of joy. So I'm not the type of person that's going to sit here and say, I'm going to stop buying things and I'm going to stop um, like eating junk food because I'm like, sometimes it's just what you feel like doing and you just kind of have to give into that and just be like, whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. All those great things, they are exactly like dessert. It's not essential, but it just makes life a hell of a lot better. <laughs> That's all exactly. it is. No one needs dessert, <laughs> but life is just so much better with dessert. No, Marcus, oh, I, need, I need dessert in life. <laughs> <laughs> as much Such as Damo needs his, 
his AirPods. Annie, this has yeah. been sensational. <laughs> uh, we really hope our listeners, we're sure our listeners, have enjoyed the insights and the wisdom of a 24-year-old that has been to the island where people forget to die and come back. Thank you so much for joining us on 100 Not Out. And we must say, we're very thrilled that you'll be joining us again in Ikaria in 2020 and in Sardinia when we head over there for the first time. You can find out all the details, folks, at 100notout.com. We're in Sardinia, August 19 to 28, and Ikaria for the the fourth time, August 30 to September 8. To apply, head on over to 100notout.com. Annie, thank you so much for all of your wisdom. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been great. Thank you, Annie. It's been a pleasure, Damo, as always. Thank you for your wisdom. Great man. Great to be on here. Great to be chatting. Great to be chatting at Annie. It's uh, I can't get enough of this girl. I think she's fantastic. So thanks. <laughs> she's Annie. a she's really a lifetime great. member of Vita That's Lifestyles. Okay. We must say, big plug to Vita <laughs> yeah. and the head yeah, honcho there, Dr. Damien Christoph, for helping uh, inspire <laughs> the tribe down there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again. For more info on Damo, head over to DamienChristoph.com. For myself, go over to MarcusPierce.com.au. Annie is the brains and the creative genius behind our viral Instagram account. That is 100.notout. If you want to have a look at what Ikaria looks like, head on over to Insta100.notout. And on Facebook, uh, I think we're, we're Facebook forward slash, Facebook.com forward slash 100.notout, but you have to spell it out in the letters. Thanks again to all of our listeners for your wonderful support, to our editor, Joseph Tomo, who makes this podcast possible. Remember, Share this podcast with a friend. Tell them how to listen to podcasts. You will open up a whole new world and check out the entire range of Wellness Couch podcasts available at thewellnesscouch.com. Thanks again for your support and until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.